Destruction! Hello and welcome to episode 98 of Critics, joined once again by Obi. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm all good. I'm all good. I haven't really uh, been to the cinema in ages. It's basically mm. just streaming services that have been taken up by last month or so. Fair. And Amazon Prime. How did you um, find the football on Amazon Prime, actually? Um, I, to be fair, I only watched half of two games, so I didn't really get like a full experience. But for what I saw, it was all right. I tried watching it both on my Xbox and on my phone. I think on the phone's a bit cooler because you can like, look up the stats and stuff uh, mm. whilst the game's kind of going on, which is pretty cool. Um, and it's good that like uh, you can, they've got like a thing where you can like basically, if you've missed some of it, like for example, Liverpool versus Everton, which finished 5-2, and I started watching when it was 4-2, um, you can go back and they can show you like, they've got like um, all the goals kind of on like a highlight thing, basically, okay. which is pretty cool. So yeah, I, I I think it was pretty good, to be fair. Um, I think in terms of, like, interface and, like, um, what's, the, what's the word? Uh, like, visually, it's not mo- maybe not the most attractive, but, you know, I can live, I can live with that, to be fair. Yeah. Well, I... So, I watched it on my TV, but I found that the streaming quality kept dipping, but mm. that's probably because of my internet. Um, whereas when I watched it on my phone with a 4G connection, it was much more... Um, steady yeah um i like the fact that they staggered the kickoff time so i pretty much i'd watch the first half of the 7 30 game then i'd watch depending on which game i wanted to watch more of you can watch the first 15 minutes of the 8 15 kickoff then watch the second half of the 7 30 game and then watch the second half of the 8 15 game if that makes sense yeah, yeah. So you, you can watch a lot um and yeah they got like the goals express thing and i mean I think it's interesting that there's another player in the in the football kind of mm. streaming sphere because um, obviously BT was it's only been a few years since they sort of shook it up a bit um, and loads of people were moaning about Amazon like oh it's another subscription we need it's like yeah but the actual Amazon Prime video is free if you have if you get like the Prime shipping and vice versa so yeah. you know it is an extra what eight pounds a month but. It, that's not solely for the football, whereas mm. Sky Sports and BT Sport obviously is. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think it's interesting. I think, you know, they, they can definitely disrupt the traditional TV services. I think this is what Netflix should have put their hands in first, to be honest, to kind of, like, elevate their status in terms of, like, streaming. Because, mm. like, obviously all the streaming stuff coming out now, your Disney Pluses, HBO and all that crap, Everyone's thinking, oh, what does this mean for Netflix? But if Netflix had, like, live stuff, then you could be like, that is a whole new stratosphere of, like, potential content. They could, like, if they could do boxing, they could do tennis, they could do, you know, even, like, F1 and stuff like that. Yeah. And obviously, obviously, football as well. Like, yeah. you could open up whole new avenues for yourself. But then that's quite costly, I suppose. Yeah. True, true. But, um, yeah, I know what you mean. And they could even do... Well, obviously Sky, like the boxing is still extra on top of Sky Sports, isn't it? Like yeah. Box office, so they could do something like that. Or, mm. yeah, I mean, I saw someone suggest that, um, you know, the Premier League itself should create its own streaming service. Yeah, that's what the NBA do. They have like oh, a really? League. Yeah, they've got like a league pass. So basically you can either pay, so you get access to every single game, which is a lot of games because every team plays 82 games a season, plus playoffs. Or 
you can pay just to watch um, your team, like all your team's games for a whole season, which I think oh, would wow, be okay. yeah, yeah, that's really good. I think I do that for NFL as well, actually. Okay, but yeah, that's I would definitely good. sign up for that if it was an English thing. And how much would you be willing to pay for that? Because if you think mm. about it, if you what if you buy a season ticket, and I know you're on the waiting list for the season ticket. That's yeah. probably what about sixteen hundred quid for yeah. yeah. I say probably games. Season? Yeah, yeah. So would you be willing to pay sixteen hundred quid to watch all of Arsenal's games on Ooh. TV? Hmm. What's that? What would that be a month? That'd be like a hundred pound a month, over a hundred pound a month, right? Yeah. Mm, probably not, to be honest. But that's a lot, especially like... especially to watch Arsenal, like. <laughs> <laughs> Right, if you chose like Liverpool or someone, like, but don't you feel like it's a bit of a? I know obviously yeah. you can't replicate the feeling of being in the stadium, but if you yeah. think about it, if you've got to travel to the stadium, you've got to buy food, buy drinks, and blah blah blah. You know what? It's costing yeah. you an extra. I don't know how much. It's sort of a false economy. Thinking like, oh, I, I don't want to pay the price I would pay for half the amount of games to watch it in the comfort of my own home. That's true. But at the same time, I think I would still go to some games as well. So it wouldn't alleviate all of the price. But I think if it was like, if they said like, oh yeah, pay £100 and I got every game, like all ga- all uh, Premier League games, then I, I think I would definitely consider that. But yeah, I, don't, I think I think season ticket prices to watch Arsenal at home, I think is a bit, would be a bit steep, I think. Yeah, fair enough. I get that. But well, be, if they did do that, I would definitely be interested. Um, kind of, that, I guess that's a crossover between football and film. Um, so let's move more on traditional kind of film and TV. Um, I saw a trailer for a new Ryan Reynolds film. I saw this this Free morning. Guy. It's uh, I, it says from the studio that bought you was it Dumbo, Aladdin, and Lion King twice. I think it's Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay. And I thought, oh, that's quite funny. Um, So this is basically sort of a bit Ready Player One-ish in the sense Mm. that it's a video game, or the world is a video game, and Ryan Reynolds is like a non-playable character, and then he kind of ends up deviating from the storyline. I think it's quite... It visually looked quite good. Yeah. Um, There were some nice touches, like when he puts the glasses on and he can pick up health and everything. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I was a bit like, this, this film just sort of come out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, literally. I think um, I'm intrigued by it because it is a bit different, I would say. Because at first I thought, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be like a superhero thing. But I suppose it kind of is, but it kind of isn't in a way. Um, yeah. And it is, yeah, it is Ready Player One-ish. So I think I'm definitely going to go watch it. But I think it does look decent. Um, but I did, oh well, I thought this and then someone else confirmed to me in the comments. It's basically that Ryan Reynolds gets to play himself in every film he does and he gets away with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. I thought that is so true. But, like, obviously, because he, he's such a... Ah, do you know, he's a sort of character that you, you can put in so many different scenarios and it just works. Yeah. So I suppose I suppose he doesn't really he's have to He's just an everyman, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. very handsome. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I def- it, looks, it looks decent, though. I think I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm just surprised that it's not. Um, I don't know. I just 
I'd never heard of it. And then it's just like this trailer lands and you're like, oh, yeah. okay. Um, so is this Disney then? Is this definitely Disney? Well, it's Fox, but... Oh, okay. Like, Disney are marketing it. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm interested. In it. it's, it's a, you know, it's an interesting concept um, from the video game. Someone, I saw, I saw it being marketed or kind of described as a bit like Grand Theft Auto meets Fortnite. Yeah. I was like, okay. Mm. Well, like a bit Did of you see the there. trailer for um, his other film, the Netflix one? Six Underground or something? That's- yeah. yeah, yeah, that just looks pretty bombastic. Just yeah. like bombastic. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Michael Bay? I'm pretty sure it's just like yeah, it's Michael Bay. Yeah. Guns and explosions and women. That's basically yeah. every Michael Bay film ever. Yeah. Um, so I think that's on Netflix soon. Yeah, I think I think maybe next week. Okay, I'll probably watch that. Mm, so, um, talking of trailers, did you watch the No Time to Die trailer? I did actually. James um, Bond twenty five. What did you think? Yeah, I'm to be honest. Well, uh, you probably know, but I've never seen a James Bond film. So You've never seen a single James Bond film. I've never seen any James Bond film, and that's not because I don't like James Bond. It's just because I just happen to have never seen one. What? Um, I know. Um, I bought two of them on DVD, but I've just never watched them. Which ones? Uh, I think Casino Royale and Quantum Solace. I think. Okay, Cas- uh, Casino Royale is really good. Okay. Quantum of Solace is trash. Huh. Skyfall was really good, which is the one after mm. that. And then Spectre was average. Okay. Um, but I've only ever seen one non-Daniel Craig Bond film, which is uh, Coldfinger. Right. And that was all right. But, I mean, you know what you're getting with them. You know, guns, cars, cars with guns. Yeah. You know, um, I thought it looked all right. I was quite um, surprised that Christoph Waltz is in it. So he's he was Inspector, um, mm. and I didn't expect his character to return. So that was quite interesting. Um, it's Daniel Craig's last outing as Bond. We presume. Oh, is, this is that confirmed? Well, I mean, I thought it was confirmed before that he wasn't doing any more than he has, but. I mean, you nev- never say never, obviously. I think he was offered a fuck ton of money to come back for this, so you never know. But, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. Um, I'm couple- interested to see... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, a couple of days before the, the actual trailer came out, there was, like, a teaser. And I'm just like, why are we now getting trailers for trailers? Mm. Like, even the Wonder Woman, it's like a little teaser. Trailer comes out tomorrow. Like, no, stop, shut up. It's just... <laughs> The trailer. You do a type, I suppose. I don't know. It's like you're going to end up getting trailers for the trailers and the teasers. Yeah. The trailers and teasers for yeah. It's too much. I um just going back to the trailer. Um, so I'm interested. So like there was a there was a woman in it who's another double O agent. Um, and she was in um Captain Marvel. Yeah. I remember her name. But um, what um has there been like other double O's prominently in films before or? Not really. There's been like maybe like the odd mention of one, but I don't think there's ever been a female one before. Yeah. Um, and I would put a lot of money on the fact that there's not a female person of color as a double O agent either. So quite a good big step, and it'll be interesting to see who they cast after Daniel Craig, mm. because Double O Seven is just a code name. Yeah. 
So it's not as if like, you know, you like James Bond, sorry, 007 doesn't have to be James Bond, if that makes sense. Yeah. You can cast whoever you want as 007. Mm. That'd be, it'd be interesting to see, yeah, who, who that is. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely watch that. And what do you think of the Black Widow trailer? I'll quickly, quickly stay on the James Bond trailer. All right. Um, I thought it was quite interesting to see um, Rami Malek as like an evil kind of guy because he's got that sort of like, I thought, I'm assuming he's evil by the way he's like, by his demeanour and <laughs> um, But um, it's weird because obviously he's got that quite like awkward, like loner of society kind of look about him. Yeah. <laughs> so this, it suits him quite well to be like a villain. I don't know if you agree. Or not. I do agree. He, yeah. he definitely has that look <laughs> of like, yeah, there's something shifty going on here. But mm. well, anyway, so yeah, Black Widow trailer. Um, I thought it was re- actually really good. I think it's um, a lot better than I expected it to be. Um, I was, I'm hoping that this is just going to be a lot of like, basically just like a, just a spy film with like loads of like hand-to-hand combat and like loads of some like good stunts and shit. Basically, it's basically all I want to see. If I'm being honest. <laughs> um, because I think oh, was it me and you talking about this or me and Ollie? There's not that many female-led spy films, really. Oh, no, there's I not. Can... So it'd be good if this was one of them. Um, yeah. I'll, I'm curious to see uh, the villain. I think his name's Ta- Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. I think um, he's one who can like. I think he can like copy people's moves and stuff. Basically, like yeah. if, if he fights someone, then he learns their technique and then he can use it against them. Basically, sort of thing. Um, so yeah I'm interested to see about that um, I want to know I suppose I do want to know now that I've seen the trailer I want to know more about her background obviously that woman who is her sister might not be her actual sister but like her you know her spy sister yeah. um, and her little, her little family and the guy read something what's his name read some uh, uh, Hopper's character what's his name he's read something basically like a Russian Captain America I'm, I'm told yeah yeah his yeah. costume is really cool, by the way, even though it like, didn't really fit. <laughs> but yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. It got me quite excited for it. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I was... Again, that's the trailer coming out kind of surprised me. I was like, oh, I didn't expect it this soon. Um, mm. But I think obviously they, you know, there's not been a, a Marvel film now for a while, so they need to kind of bring the hype. And I thought, um, yeah, I thought it looked really good. Um, I didn't really know what to expect from Black Widow. I sort of thought it might be a bit like that Red Sparrow film um, yeah. and there are elements of that to it but yeah I'm really interested to see kind of more about Nat's background and everything and how the, the characters it sets up in this film will continue in the rest of the MCU because I imagine Florence Pugh's character um, you know her sister will yeah. probably maybe take over the Black Widow mantle or something like that because obviously right. Black Widow dead <laughs> um i didn't quite get a sense of when this took place um no. in the whole timeline but that's probably do you think her... maybe it's in the um in the five-year gap yeah probably um because mm. it does like right at the beginning of the trailer there's sort of flashes of black widow from other uh other mcu films yeah. so i imagine it takes place after that but i re- i reckon it might jump a bit he might kind of go back to Budapest, then back to her training and for you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then maybe even it will come after as well. You know, maybe the other characters will find out that she died in an endgame and 
Mm. Yeah, but no, I'm interested to see it actually. Um, yeah. Because there's only two MCU films coming out next year, aren't there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sadly enough, Black Widow and Eternals. Eternals yeah. So, do you think this, do you think both of them make a billion? Um, Black Widow maybe. Um, mm. Eternals. I think it will really strongly depend on the marketing campaign because you'll probably you'll get your kind of diehard MCU people who will go and see it, obviously. But yeah. some people will think Eternals don't know who they are, so yeah. probably just wait for people to tell them whether it's any good. Um, yeah. Because obviously they're now getting into territory of introducing whole new characters and teams. So mm. I, I think if they're smart, their expectations won't be too high. I did hear... Um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I feel like this would be kind of like a Guardians of the Galaxy sort of thing, where you kind of, yeah, like you said, you've seen the film, you're thinking, oh, I don't even know who these characters are. But then you go see it and you're like, oh, actually, these characters are sick. And then obviously word of mouth kind of will kind of help to spread that sort of let's go see this um but i did hear that the for the eternals that the story is going to like expand somewhat over seven thousand years apparently um <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um there's going to be some one one love triangle with three of the with three of the characters uh one of the characters is going to be gay which some people obviously were unhappy about <laughs> but they didn't say which one which character so yeah okay well I wonder how long that film will be then. There, yeah. Because considering the Irishman was set over what, like, forty years, and that was three and a half hours long. Yeah. <laughs> so seven thousand years, but it might be a couple <laughs> of days long. Um. But yeah, interested, interesting to see where the MCU go. Um. Obviously, the Wonder Woman trailers, at a time of recording, not necessarily out yet. Um. Mm. But from the teaser trailer I saw, it looked pretty similar to the first one. You know, yeah. Lassoing someone in a public place. I was like, yeah. hmm, that looks very reminiscent of the first one. Um, <laughs> and do you know what? I had completely forgotten that there was a second Wonder Woman film coming out. Yeah, it was supposed to come out this year. They, oh, was uh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they pushed it back. Oh. Mm. Okay. I wonder what that suggests. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just want to know how Steve Trevor is alive. Yeah, out in the film because that'll piss me off. If he's somehow magically alive, that'll piss me off. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he died in a plane crash or something, didn't he? Yeah, and also it's the 1980s, so the the geezer should be like fucking hundred years old. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? There's been a lot of buzz around the Snyder Cut over the last month or two. Yeah, I think we're ever gonna see it. I don't know, man, because obviously. With, like, all the people, like, who are actually involved in the film saying, release the Snyder Cut, release the Snyder Cut, you're thinking, okay, so this must exist. It must exist. And even Jason Momoa claimed that he's seen it. Obviously, I don't know if he was trolling or not, but he's claimed that he's seen it. So it must exist there somewhere. Obviously, it's up to um, Warner Brothers and them if they want to release it. And then you hear stuff. There was, like, a little um, DC press, whatever, whatever, I think last week or week before, where it basically said that the Snyder Cut's a pipe dream. And... Is very unlikely that will get released, but I don't know if that was just like, I don't know, I don't know if that was like a actual truth or if they're just kind of like trying to quiet it down because they don't want to put themselves under pressure to release it. I don't know, but I hope it does exist and I hope they do release it, whether or not they will. I don't know. Maybe I if they, think, like, I just think it, 
if it does exist, then it would make no sense for them not to release it because there is so much kind of buzz around it that, you know, even if they had to spend 20 or 30 million finishing the, the CGI or whatever, yeah, they would probably make that back. You know, this is not necessarily a film that they're going to have to spend a lot more money on or a lot of money marketing because if they released it into cinemas tomorrow, you they would make their money back. Yeah. I would presume. And also yeah. the fact that Justice League didn't make that much money anyway. Exactly. So sort of a bit sounds like a bit of a win-win. Mm. So and the thing is like, well, I would assume well they're kind of they're not really doing this this continued universe anymore, are they? So it's not a whether it's not really a thing of either as well, where you could release it and they'll be like, oh, okay, so now We've seen this version, so now the the future three movies won't make sense, blah blah blah, because they've kind of just discontinued the DCEU anyway. Yeah. So, it like, like you said, it's kind of like a win-win. Or they could even be like, um, oh yeah, they could, as a part of the launch of HBO Max, we're going to release Justice League on this platform as well as in selected theaters, blah, blah blah. I'm sure that would increase subscriptions by quite a lot. Yeah, definitely. So, I don't know. Yeah, and to be honest, if they wanted to continue the DCEU, this could be a, like a relaunch of it without actually having to do anything. Because all this footage presumably exists. And then they can just release it and be like, this is the actual version and here's Dark Side, and then, you know, what's, what's his face? Joe Manginello's character, Deathstroke at the end. You know, yeah. I don't know. I think if it exists, it, it makes no sense yeah. to not release it. How do you feel about Snyder films in general? Um, I mean, they're visually kind of cool, but mm. I think it wears off a bit quite quickly. Okay. Well, I like 300, yeah. but it's just a lot of slow-mo kind of violence and stuff. Um, he's got a very individual visual style, which is very recognisable. Um, I thought I've not seen Watchmen for ages, but I remember enjoying that. Never seen Sucker Punch. Um, didn't really like Man of Steel. Mm. Batman versus Superman was okay, but obviously well-documented kind of problems with it. <laughs> After, yeah. um, I can't think of too many more of his films, to be honest. Let me I think that's have right. a cheeky Google. Um, what about you? I um, I think that I need to watch his films twice. <laughs> okay. On the initial watching, like 300, I thought was fine. Um, Man of Steel, I didn't like at all when it first came out. Batman v Superman, I didn't like at all when it came out. Um, and I like Justice League. I think that's the only, that's the only four I've seen. And, oh, and I like Old Watchmen. I, I thought Watchmen was decent. Um, but yeah, I watched uh, Man of Steel again couple of weeks ago and actually it's pretty it, I, I appreciate more I think because when it came out which I think was 2013 maybe 2014 2013. I wasn't too deep into like the superhero genre not as deep as I am now and obviously with stuff like you know like the boys and you know like more alternative superhero stories I kind of like the fact that the film quite kind of questions Superman's morality in a sense mm. and like why should he you know be the saviour of humanity, blah, blah, blah. I, I kind of appreciate that angle that he took on it. Obviously, a lot of people didn't. Um, and the same, similar, similarly with um, Batman v Superman, I watched the extended version, 
which is, although it's not great, it is better than the theatrical cut. Uh, but makes a lot more sense. And um, so, yeah, I think I appreciate his films the second go around, but on initial viewing, um, I haven't been a fan. But when I hear all the stuff that he, especially with Justice League, like all the stuff that he's been talking about and his plans for um, what his vision was for the, for the DCEU, then that makes me want to see what he thought would come to life, if that makes sense. Because he yeah. did an interview the other day and he said that only, well, I don't know how true this is, but he said only 10% of his stuff ended up in the final Justice League cut. Or whatever. Right. I don't know how true that is, but that's what he said. Bloody hell. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would like to see it, but I think maybe this has probably done his reputation a lot better because sometimes people are quite sniffy of his films. Mm. And then since Joss Whedon didn't do a massively good job no. of finishing Justice League, I think everyone's sort of now reevaluating Snyder and being like, actually, is he as bad as we thought? Yeah. Um, according to Wikipedia, he's only ever done one other film, and that was, oh no, two others, Dawn of the Dead and um, the the Guardians led Owls of Gahul or something, which Fair was enough. animated thing. But yeah. So we'll see. And he's got a film coming out next year called Army of the Dead, which is okay. a horror heist film, apparently. Mm. So we will see. <laughs> see how that is. Yeah, horror heist. Uh, so it's, a, it's a genre I don't think I've come across before. Yeah, but... it's an interesting mix, to be fair. Horror yeah. heist. <laughs> we'll see. It could work. Um, yeah. Well, um... What was I going to say? I can't remember. Um, what have you been watching recently? So last time we spoke, you've watched a lot of new releases in the cinema. How Have you maintained that? Um, do you know what? I haven't, actually. I think this week I've been... Do you know what? I should tell a lie. This week, I realised that I watched a lot of stuff in the past few weeks because everything that's been out this week, I've already seen. <laughs> oh, right. I was literally looking at the list. I think I've seen that, seen that, seen that, seen that. So you're seen. waiting for the Christmas releases. I am, basically. Um, Did you ever review Knives Out? Did I review Knives Out? Did I review Knives Out? I don't think you have, because I don't recall what your opinion on it is. No, I don't think I did, you know. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I really want to see it. Yeah, it's sick. (laughs) Oh, it is? It is sick, yeah. It's like a... It's a murder mystery, but it's like... It's like a murder mystery comedy, kind of. And, like... Daniel Craig's in it, yeah, and you could tell he's having the time of his life, just like being like a, like this um, old timey like um, what's it called? What are they call them? Private Eye kind yeah. of thing. And then obviously you got Chris Evans in here, who's playing like an absolute arsehole, which is completely different to his like Captain America persona. Um, and it's got like it, it, obviously it focuses on the murder mystery aspect of it, but then it's also got like a bit of social commentary in terms of like. Um, uh, what conservatism, I guess, and more like, um, like, oh, I suppose it's American, really. So more kind of like Republican. It's like because now like hints of basically this is what rich people are like, <laughs> kind of oh, thing. Okay, and yeah. The attitude towards um, ethnic minorities or minorities, um, which is um, Anna de Armas's character. I think that's her name. Um, but yeah, like it's. I think it's just over two hours long, but I don't feel like it. Literally flies by. And the whole time you watched it, like, it proper keeps you guessing. Like, I did, 
it was only maybe like the last couple of minutes where I thought, okay, it might be so and so who did so and so. But I literally spent the whole film thinking like, what, like, what is going to happen? And like the way they styled it as well with um, the main characters, they kind of like flipped the, they kind of like flipped the whole murder mystery aspect of it. And yeah, it's really good. Basically, you should yeah. Definitely okay, that's very like relieving to hear because I thought after. Murder on the Orient Express, which mm. didn't really do the comedy or the mystery very well, in my no. opinion. I was a bit like, oh, is this going to be another one of them where neither lands or it's like super predictable? But from yeah. the sounds of it, it works on all those levels. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Um, uh, is it is it good enough good. to kind of maybe win anything or is it not Ooh. one of those films? Ooh. Um, I reckon it could probably win like maybe like best original screenplay or something like that, like, or, okay. you know, one of those ones. Um, I don't think anyone will win any specific like acting, acting awards, but yeah, I reckon it could win like one of the screenplay ones or something like that. Okay. I think. Um, well, yeah. Good film. Any other new releases? What else? I saw something else alongside Knives Out. What did I see? Uh, I saw something, no, something on the same day I saw Knives Out. What the fuck Let's did I see? Let's see what is in the cinema. Uh, Frozen 2? No. Jumanji The Next Level? No. Uh, Last see? Christmas? I have seen that and it's, it's fine. <laughs> but it's that's fine, not though. Yeah. Marvelous Brooklyn? No, but I want to see that. Ordinary Love? No. Fuck. Oh, right, I'm going to check my tweets actually because I think I have to free tweet about it. <laughs> um... Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because uh, so you kind of called Elizabeth Banks out, saying like uh, maybe some women should go and watch a film rather than blaming it on the men. Yeah. After you've seen it, what what do you think? I think the exact same thing. Because okay. <laughs> the film, the film, do you know what? The film's actually pretty pretty good. I would say it's pretty decent. It's a bit cringy at times, but it's one hundred million. 50,000 billion trillion percent made for women and like it, that is that is the main focus of it it's basically a film where it's basically telling you women are much smarter stronger um you know more, more intelligent whatever than they appear to be in men's eyes women can do whatever men do um look how annoying it is the way men treat us at times blah 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 which is which is great and obviously, it's very—it's not very subtle in the way they do it. But this film is clearly made for women. It's a it's a women empowerment, girl power sort of film. So, blame the women, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. But, but th- should that preclude men from seeing it? Of course not. No, of course not. Okay. No, but I—I I would say in the same way I would say like, like the Irishman, for example. I think is more of a more of a film that males would see. Mm. You know. Yeah. Like this is a bit more. Like, obviously, I would never discourage. I wouldn't discourage any man from going to see this film because, like I say, it's actually a pretty decent film. But you know, it's for a majoritarily female audience, and the jokes are leaning towards being, um, like so women. So women who see who hear the jokes, see the jokes are like, oh yeah, I've been through that, or oh yeah, that's that's funny because this happens to me all the time. That sort of thing. Do you know what okay. I mean? But it's a good film though. That's all right. Decent. <laughs> All right. Would you recommend it? Uh, not to go see it in the cinema. If it comes out on Netflix or DVD, then yeah. Did you ever watch the 
the kind of Cameron Diaz ones? Uh, yeah, I did. I watched one of them. I think there's two, isn't it? I think so. Any yeah, good? Oh, uh, yeah, I like, I like those ones as well. But obviously, I was a bit younger, so that time I was just looking for like explosions and shit. So <laughs> I wasn't really paying full attention to the films. Um, they This is set in the same world as that, so it's, it is kind of like a continuation rather than a reboot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and there's a so, nice couple. Go on, sorry. I was going to say, are there cameos or references? Or... There are references. There are pictures. Um, okay. There is a cameo from Sir Patrick Stewart. I suppose it's not really a cameo because he's in the film pretty prominently. Um, is, he, is he in the the, uh, the Cameron Diaz ones then? Yeah, he's Bosley in the... Uh, he's Bosley in the... Um, the original, I said the original, in the previous Charles Angels, and he's Bosley in this one, but he's retiring, and there's like Bosleys all over the world, basically, who all work okay. for Charlie. Right, okay. Do we ever see who Charlie is? I think we do, but it's not confirmed, but I think we do. I'm pretty sure we do. Okay. Does it set itself yeah. up for a sequel? Not really, but there definitely could be one, like, no problem. But I should not actually not tell like, yeah, it does kind of set it up for a sequel. Do you know what I find is a damning indictment on any film is oh. when they release the kind of uh, the song and that's pushed so much on radio. So like on Radio 1, they played the um, Don't Call Me Angel song. Yeah. With, uh, Ariana Grande, Lana Del Rey and Miley Cyrus. They played it loads and they were like, oh yeah, this is the, this is the song from the upcoming Charlie's Angels film. And I'm like, if you're pushing the song that much, the film must be shit. Yeah. That's Maybe That's... I'm just being cynical, but yeah. <laughs> it, I was—it didn't make me want to see it. <laughs> Fair enough. If, it's not if you're convinced to watching a, a film because of a song, then yeah. Unless, of course, it's a musical, and like, you know, you've got like Hugh Jackman singing "So Great a Show," then maybe you'd be like, "Oh, okay." Oh, so... the rest of it. Speaking but... of musicals, as I said, did you see the second trailer for Cats? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> Have they changed the animation at all? No, it's the same, man. Oh, right. Is it still fucking weird? It's weird as fuck, man. But you were going to see it, I'm going to see it. <laughs> oh, man. It looks terrible, but I'm going to go see it. God. The thing is, that I think a lot of people are going to be in the exact same boat. It'll probably make quite a lot of money, but everyone's going to yeah. be like, wow, that was terrible. Literally. Or it'll be so bad, it's good. Basically. I don't know. I don't know if I actually want to spend money on it now. Now that I don't have a pass. Like, yeah, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't spend. If I didn't have a pass, I wouldn't spend money to go and see cats. <laughs> That's long. So, you mentioned the Irishman. Yes. We've both seen it. Yes. Um, so this is Scorsese's first foray into streaming. Uh, Netflix. Funnily enough, I actually did watch it at a cinema. Oh, you did. I did, yeah. Oh, right. Wow, okay. You spent like four hours in a cinema. I did. Jeez. Good on you. Mm. I watched it last Sunday. So, do you know what? I've said off the bat, it didn't actually feel like it was three and a half hours long. I agree. Which is a good thing. Mm. Obviously. The same way Endgame didn't feel like it was three hours and one minute. Um, Um... so, yeah, so Scorsese, he's from the old school. Netflix pumped a lot of money into this film. Um, like Joe Pesci came out of retirement. It's got Robert De Niro. It's got Al Pacino, 
surprisingly, I don't think they've ever. Who's it? Al Pacino's never worked with Scorsese before, okay. which is surprising considering, like those three are like the holy trinity of like gangster films. Mm. So obviously, Al Pacino's in Scarface, Godfather Part Two, um, and Three. De Niro was actually in Godfather Part Two. Anyway, so they're all like gangster film royalty, um, as is Scorsese. Um, and this is basically a film about the Irishman, the eponymous Irishman, played by Robert De Niro, from the course of when he's like 30, 40, up to 80-odd. Um, and his kind of... His, his way that he becomes part of the crime syndicate um, mm. of Joe Pesci's character... And I'm going to get up their names because I can never remember them. <laughs> but what did you yeah. think of it? Um, so, I am not really a gangster film sort of person. Not in the fact that I don't like them, but sort of the fact that I haven't watched many. Um, mm. So, but then the trailer for this, I thought, oh, okay, this looks pretty, pretty decent. But I did also think, and this is why I went to watch it in the cinema, I can't sit down in my house, in my bed, or wherever, and watch this film all the way through. Because I would just fall asleep or pause it or whatever, whatever. That's why I thought I'm going to watch it in the cinema, get a more cinematic experience and watch it there. Um, but I, yeah, overall, I think I really enjoyed it. Um, I agree with you that it didn't feel like it was um, three and a half hours long. The only um, bit that I thought maybe slightly dragged was just like right at the end. A um, lot like Frank's last few, when he was basically like um, doing his will and all that shit. Is it in Frank? Yeah, Frank. Yes, yeah. Doing his, yeah, doing his will and all that stuff. I thought that bit dra- that dragged a tiny bit, but apart from that, I didn't have any complaints about it, like lengthwise. Um, like you, I was a bit uh, skeptical about the um, CGI and the dehuman, the de aging stuff. But I thought for the most part, it looked pretty good, facially anyway. There was a bit, few body parts that were a bit iffy. Um, <laughs> so what when he's kicking that guy outside oh, the mate, sandwich shop kid- and it's like. He's so laboured, it's like terrible. It's like your granddad kicking. Like they should have just used the stunt double for that. Literally. It was really it was so bad. So so bad. And the thing oh, is, it's like I feel like the de-aging technology was decent for when like he's supposed to be maybe like 50, 60. But when he's supposed to be like 30, 40, it it looked pretty I thought not terrible, but it was like super obvious. Yeah. That it kind of looked um well, I mean, obviously it is fake, but it didn't look quite so realistic as the the other times because obviously you're you're de-aging him by like almost half his entire life. Yeah. So obviously, like to get rid of all those wrinkles and everything and and stuff, and just like sometimes the way that their mouths moved yeah. was a bit odd. Um, same with like Joe Pesci and that. So, but obviously it's an ambitious film. Um, don't know why they couldn't have just cast someone young like younger <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i feel like i feel like yeah i feel like the de-aging wasn't wholly necessary it was more yeah. just like hey let's try it out yeah you know? no, look what we can do kind of thing yeah and i was a bit like mm. maybe if it was a, a studio like paramount or something they would have just said no nah, we're casting someone younger because it's netflix they're like hey fuck it let's just eat loads of money at this and yeah see what happens but um i thought it was good i thought typical of scorsese films um and maybe gangster films in general 
I feel like characters come and go and there's like basically no introduction to them. Yeah. And so sometimes I'm like, hang on, who's that guy? Or they say, oh, you know, Skinny talks to Fat Tony. And I'm like, which yeah. one's Skinny? Which one's Fat yeah, Tony? I was, yeah, yeah. And it's th- that's so dialogue heavy that mm. that you're sort of like really got to be on it to keep up. Um, yeah. And I guess for the most part, it doesn't really matter if you know who these people are. Um, mm. But there was times when, you know, there'd be like a, a character that is never really spoken to or doesn't have much to do but it would just flash up and say like tony lorenzo shot in the head four times in 1981 and i'm like that was odd choice yeah and i'm like okay well obviously he was supposed to be a real person but you've not like that's the only information you ever get about him he doesn't really Mm. do anything in the scene he doesn't come back again and i'm like i want to if you're giving me that information i want to know a bit more about it yeah so I said to you guys in the group chat that I feel like this would have worked better as a mini series because there are so many characters that obviously is based on real life. And I feel like even though it is three and a half hours long, the focus is so tight on Frank, Jimmy and Russell that mm. the other characters like Tony and Angelo and Skinny and all these other people, it's like they obviously got really important things to do and they were killed and it's like well, why were you killed <laughs> like you know i want to find out more about the whole story um and whether frank is a reliable narrator or not because yeah we're sort of only shown it through his eyes um and also you know for the fact that the focus is so tight on those characters you've got people like anna paquin who's an oscar-winning actress who gets about 11 words in the you know, 20, 30 minutes of screen time she has. And I think three of those are the repeated. It's either what or why. Mm. So they, they do kind of... Uh, he doesn't utilise all the talent he, he has there. Because um, there's also quite a... You know, Jesse Plemons has barely anything to say. Um, they also... There's a bit about the, the Kennedys. And I'm like, whoa, ooh, there's a lot of... <laughs> there's a lot of historical context here. And I'm like... Yeah. You're, you're not... It's only kind of super on the surface. I wanted to know a lot more. I um, I agree with you. I actually did get a little... When it got to like the Jimmy Hoffa stuff um, and they were talking about like the Teamsters and the Union and all that stuff, I did get a little bit confused through all that because I think they, were going, they did go through all that quite quickly. Mm. Um, I was kind of like, oh, what's going on? Like, why is he so angry at um, JFK and blah, 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 blah? And I was like, okay. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of jumps it makes and expects you to follow, yeah. and it, and then especially like when um, Frank becomes like the head of two one one, and I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, he's a union guy. Like, what does that actually mean? Why is the union? Why were they trying to be taken down? And what links do they have with the crime world? Because I wasn't mm. clear on that. I agree. Um... I, yeah, that's exactly the same thing with me. But um, I think once I got my, well, sort of got my head around it, um, and I kind of, I suppose they kind of moved, after JFK died, they kind of moved past all that stuff and only came more then about um, Jimmy wanting to be the head of the, what should we call it again? The uh, Teamsters again. Yeah. So that's, that was fairly simple. So I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I got it from here. But yeah, for the bits before that, I was a bit 
like I'm not sure what's going on. Obviously, like even the bit where they were like um, blowing up the cabs, I was thinking like, why the fuck are they blowing up the cabs? Like, what's <laughs> what's going on, kind of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I did enjoy all that. I thought that Al Pacino as um, Jimmy Hoffa was sick, and I would like to know if um, his personality was exactly was like the way that um, that they that he portrayed it because I thought he was really he was a really interesting character. Um, I'm curious to know if he was that short in real life. I think he was that. Like, or is how tall is Al Pacino actually? You know. Uh, let's see if it says on Wikipedia. Because I'm thinking maybe they filmed it in a way that made him look really short. No, Al Pacino is three years older than Robert De Niro. Oh right. I, I thought he looked a lot younger, but maybe that yeah. was the aging. I couldn't. I think it was. Yeah. I think um, Al Pacino height. Let's see. He is 1.7 meters, which is about. Oh, okay, my so height. he's not tall. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, he's not that tall then. Um, fair. But yeah, I enjoyed all his and Frank scenes together, and I liked how I liked how Frank had, I suppose, a friendship. I guess it was a friendship, more like friendship slash business partnership with him, and as well, he had one with Russell as well. But in the end, when Russell said, "You know, you got to do what you got to do," he kind of sided with Russell, even though Jimmy was his friend. And he done Jimmy dirty. I was quite upset, you know, that he killed Jimmy. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, I thought that would have affected him a bit more. Yeah. And also, you don't like surely Jimmy's son would have been like wanted some sort of retribution. Yeah. I don't know. It just sort of seemed like he died, and then like it. it I think like, nothing yeah. was really said of it. Yeah, I think the consequence of it was that his daughter stopped talking to him, and I think that was the thing that affected him the most because obviously she she sussed. I don't know how she sussed it and no one else did that he had something to do with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think overall, I think it is very, yeah, it's very dialogue heavy rather than action, which I do appreciate and I think was quite good. Um, Joe Pesci, who I've not seen anything apart from Home Alone, I thought was really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like a lot of things like I appreciate about gangster films is that it's like, it's not what you say. Like, they speak in code, basically. They don't yeah. say, yeah, go and kill this guy. They'll just say, like, oh, yeah, this guy, the old man doesn't agree with us and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, like, I well, appreciate like, that quite a lot. No phony, I said, hi. You know, yeah. and it's like, and it's like, make sure he knows. And yeah. then, it, then it goes to, like, Jimmy, and Jimmy's like, well, make sure someone tells him. And it's like, oh, just, just say it. It yeah. got to the point where I thought they were sort of, like, pastiching it a little bit. Which was quite funny. Because obviously Even like there was that whole ten minute scene where Robert De Niro was just going back and forth between Jimmy and I think it's Fat yeah. Tony. And they were just like, Someone needs to tell him. <laughs> it's like, yeah, obviously him. Obviously. Even Robert like say, um, Oh, I heard you paint houses. Even something as simple as that. Yes. Yeah. Is that the title of the book? The yeah. Way. Okay. Yeah, because obviously paint houses is yeah. like blood on the walls sort of thing. <laughs> I found it really funny, yeah, when at like right at the end when Robert De Niro is like on his deathbed basically, and the FBI guys are like, um, "Oh yeah, your lawyer's dead," and he was like, "Oh, who got him?" I was cracking up at that bit because obviously he's become so paranoid that like everything everything comes a hit to him. Like, I think, "Oh yeah, someone's fucking shot him. I have to yeah. get revenge," kind of thing. Yeah, I thought that was very funny. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I was um, a bit gutted that. There was no Di- uh, DiCaprio cameo. Oh yeah, because obviously DiCaprio has basically been Scorsese's muse for the last ten years or so. 
yeah. 15 years. So I thought it'd be nice if De Niro and DiCaprio are in the same film. Mm. Um, do you think it's going to be nominated for anything? Mm. That, mm. I don't know. I don't think so, you know. I don't think so. No, not even acting. Mm. I don't know. I'm trying to think who, who, would get, who would get given one. I don't know. I'd give maybe Al Pacino one for best supporting, maybe. I thought it was yeah. really sick. Yeah. Um, other than that, meh. I wouldn't. No, I, I wouldn't say any of them were award-winning performances, personally. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. I think a good, um, just like uh, I don't know. Maybe. Nah, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But um, well, if you liked that, you should um, check out kind of Scorsese's old gangster films like Goodfellas. Oh, yeah, Goodfellas is on Netflix. And I it think, is, yeah. I think Joe Pesci won Best Supporting Actor for that. Mm. So, yeah. And obviously, if you've never seen Scarface, you should watch that. Yeah. Which I think is also on Netflix, or at least was. Mm. Obviously, like, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> um, yeah, so a de- decent um, three and a half hour long film. Uh, yeah. I, think it might, I think it might get nominated for something. Purely because, like, you know, there's like four old white men in it, so yeah, <laughs> that's to get something. Um, what else? I watched uh, Jonah Hill's directorial debut, um, called Mid 90s. Okay, it's on Netflix. Um, so it's, I don't know if it's at all semi autobiographical, but it's basically about uh, a 13 year old kid who grows up in, I'm pretty sure it's kind of California, um, and he's got an older brother who's a bit of a douchebag. His mum's like a single mum, and he wants to be a skater kid. And so he starts, like, hanging around these older kids, and there's one other kid who's a similar similar age to him, and he's basically, like, they sort of take Guy Stevie their wing um and you know, they sort of like teach him life lessons but from the perspective of you know their kind of background so <laughs> someone gives him like some water and he's like oh thank you and one of the kids goes you can't say thank you that shit's gay and, <laughs> and he's like oh okay so he's like doesn't say thank you and then um later on one of the other characters gives him a new skateboard and he goes oh i really want to say thank you but i don't want you to think i'm gay <laughs> and the guy's like <laughs> Say thank you's not gay, it's just manners. So it's it's quite like funny, like I guess it, you know, it wasn't too long ago that we were kind of teenagers. Um yeah. you think like what people say is acceptable and not acceptable um kind of ways of acting or speaking or you know. So it's quite funny. Um it's not really it's sort of a coming of age. I want to say comedy. There are comic moments in it, but it's actually kind of dark in some respects. So, like, mm. these skater kids, um, they sort of, like, you know, he gets into alcohol and starts doing drugs. And, like, at one point, he... Um, this There's this girl who's clearly, like, in her late teens and, like, takes Stevie, who's 13, into this bedroom and starts like getting off of him and like taking his clothes off 
and then it cuts and then he was like yeah she let me put two fingers in her vagina and i was like what the fuck jesus i was like that is weird and like can you imagine if that was the other way around Mm. Uh, that was a bit uncomfortable but um yeah and then there's like obviously consequences to the drinking and blah 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 so it's 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 a, a decent dramatic film some good comedy bits in it um all of the skater characters are quite likable um and i just it was quite nice spending time in that that kind of aesthetic and also kind of i guess west coast mid 90s like the music choices there's a lot of kind of um rap there's you know just like even the the way that he i don't know if it, it's done in post production or not but there's a specific kind of aesthetic to it. it it looks like the camera looks a bit grainy like you could watch it and you could think that the film was made in the mid 90s mm. um so i think all all around like the set design the production the, the acting it was all it was all really good um decent kind of debut for jonah hill really um and he doesn't cameo in it either so that's yes yeah, it was quite a, a decent film it's only 85 minutes long so if you get a chance check it out um yeah oh, nice. that weird scene in the middle um pretty good nice sounds decent to be fair yeah i was i was surprised because i did i only sort of watched it because it was less than an hour and a half and Jonah Hill directed it. So I was like, I'll give it a go. I didn't really, you know, I didn't recognise the main little kid actor. Um, and most of the characters in it are kind of unknowns to me anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's good. It's kind of indie, definitely indie feel. Um, mm. But yeah, worth a watch. Nice. What else has been on your radar recently? Um, to be honest, this week I haven't actually watched a lot. Um, I've only film-wise, I've only watched um, the report which came out on Amazon Prime last week. Um, okay. So that is a film starring Adam Driver, um, and basically it's based on a Senate, uh, U.S. Senate in- inquiry report, which basically went in. Basically, the the the, the story of the film is after 9/11, did. Um, the CIA torture people to get information and did the information that they got from the torture uh, actually help them to prevent other attacks and um, basically it's a bit of like a conspiracy kind of thing and Adam Driver <clears throat> basically uncovers the fact that all the information that um, the CIA got via the torture was information that was either untrue or information that they already had and basically the CIA well, it's implied that the CIA took liberties in the fact that, obviously, after 9-11, everyone's, um, everyone's fear was really heightened. So they basically kind of got money, license, whatever, to do whatever they wanted, as long as they got results. So they all they acknowledged that, at, what, at points, that these um, te- techniques, which they, they call it enhanced interrogation techniques, they acknowledged that um, these techniques didn't really work, but um, they had to show that they were somehow getting results because otherwise the program or whatever would be cancelled and the program was led by two psychologists um who had never been involved in any sort of interrogation training in their life or any sort of um like war or anything like that and it was their techniques were based on absolutely zero science so 
So yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty mad. Like obviously the backstory to it, um, and the film itself. It's yeah, like um, similar to um, the Irishman. It's very dialogue driven. It's not really act- very actiony per se, but there's a lot of like um, conflict, um, and it's a lot of like uh, discovery, I suppose, rather than like actual action itself. And like U.S. conspiracy, war, polit- politics—that's like my shit. So I find it, I find it really interesting. Okay, all right, worth a watch then. Definitely, I would say. So, if, you're, if you're into that sort of thing, I would say yeah. I mean, I can't imagine the CIA would want this film to come out. Well, it well the the report itself came out. Um, so the, the whole thing of it was like basically Adam Driver and his team. There's only there's only like three of them were sent to investigate what happened in terms of this interrogation and obviously they found out that you know these interrogation techniques didn't work blah 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 that like a few few people they interrogated died um people they waterboarded they waterboarded one guy like 183 times something like that to get information which they didn't even which was information that they already had stuff like that so at the time obviously yeah the cia didn't want this report to come out but um basically they just kept fighting and fighting and fighting um a couple of things were leaked to the press so the press got hold of it and then they kind of like released their own stories and there was like a massive um uh senate hearing in which um uh the senator who was in charge of the report basically said if you don't um let us uh if you don't let us release this report i'm basically going to go to a senate and filibuster the senate hearing filibuster the whole thing and just start talking about the report and start saying everything that's on the report until someone tries to stop me <laughs> oh okay yeah so yeah, basically, when there's like a there's this thing called filibustering um, in politics, where basically you kind of basically go on a Senate floor during meetings and go in there and just start saying shit to waste time. So people have gone on there and like read no- names out of phone books, just read <laughs> random shit, like just literally to waste time. Um, for the purpose of what I can't really remember because I'm thinking of my US politics history, but I can't remember it. But there was a reason for it. There's always a reason behind it, but I'm not sure what it is. But basically, yeah, they threatened to just do that in front of the whole Senate. Um, So, a filibuster is a political procedure where one or more members of Parliament or Congress debate over a proposed piece of legislation so as to delay or entirely prevent a decision being made on the proposal. It's sometimes referred to as talking a bill to death or talking out a bill, and is characterised as a form of obstruction in a legislature or other decision-making body. That's it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, so, da, 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 yeah. Time wasting, in it? Yeah, like hard VAR. So, what about TV then? Have you been watching a lot of TV? Um, I haven't been watching loads. I'm trying to catch up on the... I'm a bit behind on some of the CW shows and it's annoying because the crossover is happening this week. Well, to, okay. well, it's, yes, and I'm behind on... I'm behind on all the shows except for Arrow. Arrow's able because Arrow this season has been sick. So that's the only one I've like, probably been keeping up with. It's the um, last one, yeah? Yeah, it's the last season of Arrow, yeah. And like, they're literally just doing like... They're basically doing a victory lap of like all the hits of like the previous seasons and shit. So it's like these proper jokes. Like old, ca- like old characters are coming back. They're going back to old places, like, and they're kind of like in, they're also intertwining it with the story, which is leading up to the crossover. So yeah, Arrow the season is sick. Um, Flash the season is decent, but the villain is fucking terrible, and I hate him. And yeah, he's a prick. Um, <laughs> Supergirl has been decent, but I've only watched 
three episodes of it, I think. Uh, and I think it's, I've got to catch up on that. I've got a big catch up on that. Black Lightning has been slightly better, but my problem with Black Lightning is the same as it has been for like the past year and a half, is that the storytelling is quite bad, I think. The actual basis of what's going on is interesting, but the way they tell stories is, is bad, in my, in my opinion. Okay. Um, and Batwoman, I've only watched first episode, so yeah, I've got a lot of catching up to do with that. So yeah. You said and that no, that was terrible, wasn't it? It wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I would say terrible, but yeah, the first episode wasn't good. Um, but apparently, it gets a bit better, so I'm trying to keep plugging away and uh, keep watching that one. Um, mm-hmm. And I have watched Watchmen, and Watchmen is sick. I'm still then need to watch the show, mate. It's sick. What what um platform is it on uh sky atlantic so it should be on now tv oh okay oh but i've got a got a buy a now tv pass though okay yeah in that case maybe wait till all the episodes are out and then yeah yeah definitely yeah because i think we're episode seven now and i think they're supposed to be ten okay yeah season two's coming out in january i think it said yeah man finally look forward to it yes I was worried that they weren't going to put it on there. Yeah. I swear, I swear it came out in like October last year or something. I'm not sure, you know. I think it did. I think it did. But yeah, like, because a lot of things, like, for example, um, Batwoman hasn't got a, um, a, pl- a home in the UK, basically. So it's just not shown anywhere in the UK. Um, Black Lightning Season 3, which was on the first two seasons, two seasons are on Netflix. Season 3 is not on Netflix. Oh, it's not? Um, I was going to say, is it season three is not, you said? It's not, no, it's not. Um, I don't know what's happening there, but yeah, because normally with Black Lightning, the episode will air in America and then a week later it comes on Netflix in the UK, but this season, nope, nothing. Oh, shit. Um, well, yeah, I guess if they're all migrating onto HBO Max or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it might be it, to be fair. Yeah. But mm. you, can still watch, you can still watch Arrow, Flash and Supergirl on um, Sky, on Sky Atlantic, so. Okay. Not Sky, it's not Sky Atlantic on Sky. Um, so yeah, it's a bit weird. Uh, I'm not really sure how they how they've done it this year. Um, and obviously, another DC Universe sort of show, Doom Patrol, only just like season one finished like must be a year ago now, and they've only just found um, it's going to be on Stars in the UK, which you can get via Amazon Prime or something like that. I don't know. Oh okay. Oh right. That's annoying. I thought they should put it on fucking Netflix. In it. Oh, annoying. Okay. The only thing I've been watching, other than the two films I've said, is um, Bojack Horseman, which fucking love, man. Like, <laughs> definitely give it a second try. Yeah. Especially in, I'm on season five. I think there's only six. Mm. Um, like, it, it does kind of tackle some quite big, kind of relevant issues. Like, there's a character called Diane, and she works for like this female blog called Girl Crush. It's very kind of like everything in Project Horseman's just taking the piss out of something. But um like she you know there's there's kind of plots plot threads about um like the gratuitous sexual sexualization of women. So like there's a scene where um Bojack's on a new cop show and the writer who's a man is like, oh yeah well let's have this female just be naked and and then, like, Diane comes on and they sort of, like, convince him to rewrite the scene where Bojack's completely naked and fully erect. Um, <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't want this. And it's like, okay, well, you okay? You were happy for the nudity to be, you know, on the female, kind of, but not for yourself. Um, yeah. So it does kind of 
challenge um, kind of Me Too sort of stuff. Um, just lots of kind of it's politically there's a lot of political and social commentary in it, which is pretty good. Obviously, like animation is quite a safe way to kind of address those sorts of issues. But um, yeah, it's a lot kind of deeper than um, a lot of like Simpsons and things like that. So and very fucking funny as well. So do persevere with it. Okay, I'll try. Yeah, I mean, they're only 26 minutes long, so you could watch, you know, three or four, and if you really don't like it, then fair enough. Yeah, true. I'll give it a go, I'll give it a go. Yeah. It's a good filler. If you're watching, like, you know, an hour-long show, and you don't really want to watch the second episode of another, you know, straight away, watch this in between. Easy watching. So what's on your list for the next week or two? What is on my list? Um, I want to see Marvelous Brooklyn. Um, I'm not sure what it's about, but it looks... Uh, I think the cast is pretty interesting. I think it's got like, Edward Norton in it, Bruce Willis, I think, might be in it. Um, so, yeah, look forward to seeing that. Um, Jumanji is out next week, I'm pretty sure. Got to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from that... I feel like something else is out, but I can't put my finger on it. So, yeah. And obviously, that, I think um, I still need to watch Dolan White is My Name. I want to watch um, the Marriage the marriage, re- marriage Report. What is it, what is it called? The Marriage, uh, marriage Story. Yeah. <laughs> I think the report's definitely the other Adam Driver film. But yeah, <laughs> Marriage Story, which is apparently really sick. So, yeah, those two on Netflix, I want to watch those. Um, and yeah, try and catch one of the CW stuff, really, so I can watch the crossover. Okay. What about you? Um, I don't know. I've got a few kind of on my my list on Netflix, but none that um. I want um, to ask you this, by the way. Sorry, can I ask a quick question. Yeah. Do you so when you put stuff on your list on Netflix, do you actually watch that list? <laughs> I actually do. So like, sometimes I get in these like really indecisive moods where I'm like, I yeah. don't really know what I want to watch. So I'll go to my list, and if I'll depending on you know if I'm like a ninety minute or less mood then I'll just find something that's 90 minutes or less. Like yesterday when I watched um, mid-90s, I was like, oh, it's under 90 minutes, I'll give it a go. Um, so yeah, it's, it's sort of films that I'm like, oh yeah, I, I sort of wanted to see that in the cinema or I will watch it at some point. But often it's the kind of the newer thing that I'm, you know, bright and shiny new thing. That I'm like, okay, let's watch that instead. So yeah, I do. I do but it, none of them are like, particularly pressing it's like if i get time or if i can be bothered yeah but i do want to see knives out obviously star wars comes out soon i will watch that oh yeah but yeah i'm, I'm, on, a mission, yeah, I'm on a mission to watch the star wars film before this new one comes out well all of them yeah the first six wait how long did you have my box sets for i know i had it for like literally almost like a year it's <laughs> <That's> ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> i think i wish they were if they were it's like you say, like I said earlier, I can't be bothered to to sit down and watch all of them. If they were coming, if they were out, if there was like a movie marathon in the, out in the cinema, I would, I'd rather go and watch that. <laughs> I know it doesn't well, make the, any sense, but well, the Prince Charles Cinema often does movie marathons. I don't know whether they do Star Wars, but I have to look. Yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna try and watch them. And have you continued with the Mandalorian? Or I watched the second episode the other day. Yeah. Any good? Um, still decent, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I um I'm appreciating the fact they're only half an hour long, um because I do appreciate like short television nowadays, mm. um and it's not I like that it's not the, the story's just kind of like continuing. So from episode two to episode one, it's like seamless. There wasn't oh, okay. anything in between that might have happened. Like literally, it carries straight on from where episode one left off. Um, but yeah, I am enjoying it so far. There's like again like the visual effects and like the the costumes and makeup and shit is all like so sick. Um, I'm curious to see what like the wider story is going to be um, because at the minute he's just kind of got this um, baby Yoda character and he just managed he had to like fight some like rhino thing to get his um, to get some parts for his ship and now he's going off to like kind of collect his bounty basically so I'm okay. curious to see where it's going to go from where it's going to go from here. I feel like he's going to catch feelings for like the baby Yoda and be like no I'm not going to not going to sell you kind of thing and it's going to be like them two against the world <laughs> that kind of thing sounds yeah. like that's the way it's gonna go yeah <laughs> all right well if there's any, nothing else you want to mention should we wrap up um yeah sure all right well you can uh tweet us at yc podcast 17 as so many of you already do um <laughs> <laughs> follow us on facebook uh itunes under your average critics um if you've got any ideas what we can do for episode 100 please let us know because it's coming up very quickly mm. yeah peace Peace out.